Thank you, Jesus. Wherever you are, you ought to open your mouth up and tell him thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Lord, thank you for your kindness, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You ought to tell him thank you until you feel him touched. You ought to tell him thank you so that you're touched. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, there, there's not enough thank yous that you could give him. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you is a praise. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Open your mouth up and tell him thank you. Open your mouth up. Yes. Tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take your hands out your pockets and stop thinking about everything else. How long we gonna be saying thank you? Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is good to all of us and he deserves thank yous. He deserves attitudes of gratitude. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our minds should only be on him in the service. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Come on and tell him thank you. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God. Mighty God. Wonderful Savior. Lord God, thank you. You're wonderful. Thank you, Lord. You saved us. Thank you, Lord. You brought us over. You brought us out. Thank you, Jesus. You brought us into your blessing plan. You brought us into your word. You brought us into your will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You ushered us into your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, you healed us from sickness and disease that we didn't even know we have been exposed to. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You allowed us to digest our food. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, you allowed us, Lord God, to, Lord, to empty out the food that we digest. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Hey, hey, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your name, Savior. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We're here today to honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. Lord God, for your grace, for how you have blessed us. Lord God, you've you blessed us. And Lord God, even when we did not know and understand those things. You blessed us. 
Lord God, and so we here to give you thanks, thanksgiving unto you, Lord. We honor you, Lord God, for your kindness, for giving us an, an opportunity to call upon your name. Lord, not only did you give us an opportunity to call upon your name today, but yesterday, Lord God, in, uh, leading up to this moment, leading up to this time, you have blessed us. Lord God, and so we're here to say thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord, for who you are. We're not saying thank you and looking for uh, things. We're thank you because you're sovereign. You're sovereign in our lives. We're looking for your coming whenever you decide to come. Lord, our ears are open. Our heart is open. Lord God, thank you. We're talking about your goodness and telling Lord God of your mercy. Lord Jesus, we want to honor you. We want to be found pleasing in your sight. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, we pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, with forgiveness. If there's anything that we've done or anything that we have not done, we ask your forgiveness. If there's something that we've held on to that we should not, Lord God, we pray and ask your forgiveness. Lord Jesus, we want to be found pure. We want to be found without fault against our neighbors, against those that we are associated with. We pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless the meditation of our hearts, the thoughts that we have, Lord God. Lord Jesus, if any have sinned among us, we pray and ask that you would bless, stir up their heart, that they confess their sins for the saving of their soul. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, and we bless your name, Savior. Lord, we're going to continue to give you praise. We're going to continue to give you glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for this time, this opportunity. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, for each one that is tuning in to listen. Lord God, and to participate in worship unto you. Participate in receiving your word. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless them. You know the need of each individual, Lord. Oh, Lord God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would help them. Help your people, Lord God, as we know you will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You ought to feel your thank yous. Mighty God, mighty God, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. If you can't feel it, what make you think God can feel it? Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Come on, reach down in your belly and thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, we'll be careful to give you praise. We'll be careful to give you glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages, presented by the my Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Sunday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on kkla.com uh, or 99.5 on the FM dial. And so if you're tuning in on the radio, then you'll find us there. And certainly we thank and praise God for his kindness. And, you know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. Uh, we are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so we want you to, to uh, be free wherever you are. If you at work, we understand if you if you if you just rising up, maybe you're preparing for service to go to your house of worship. Be faithful unto God and bless the work of the ministry that is going on where you participate. Be a participant, not a spectator. Listen to our, our audience, those that are sending in prayer requests. I want to remind you to, uh, you know, as you visit ConnectingTruth.org and you submit those requests, please give us um, a, a proper email address as we acknowledge you. Uh, we want to make sure that you hear back from us, you know, and, and so uh, please make sure to adhere to that. At this time, we're going to have our opening scripture, and then we're going to go on uh, forward to bless the Lord. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastors. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, thanksgiving, and unto his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy endure, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth all generations. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. At this time, we just thank, you know, 
just thank God for his kindness. Thank him for what he is doing. I'm looking for God to do even more this year in our time, in our season. We're, we're in a particular season right now. And so just want to, to honor God for the things that have already occurred within this first uh, few weeks of this year, how the Lord is blessing the church. And, and so I want to acknowledge that. And, uh, you know, there's there's something that I want to um, I want to do this early because, you know, as we go forward and, and worship uh, unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My, my heart is filled. My heart is full of uh, there's so many things I, I'm really trying to make sure that 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 I um, get some of this out because there is so much that is spirit uh, unto the Lord that I am trying to uh, articulate. And, and so, you know, one of the things that the Lord has blessed us to do, and and that is to publish uh, several uh, books uh, at the end of the year, uh, the last quarter of the year, and this for inspirational reading. And so I want to uh, just mention this now early on uh, before we go into the, the next part of the service. You know, uh, one of the books is called The Watchmen, Lions and Bob Wire. And this was based upon something that I had saw within a vision. And so, you know, um, it's divinely inspired. It is not a book full of commentaries from people that don't know the Lord. It is based upon experience. All three books are based upon experience with God and and certainly will minister to your soul. If you ever felt like you were trapped, then you're going to want to read this and, and, and learn from it as well as making notes. I love to write and make notes in, in my books. And so I have books that have stuff that ink in it that have... Now, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, did I used to write that small? But listen, another book that was written is called The, the Lost But Found. There are some things that you may have dealt with. And, you know, and you wonder, am I going to get that back? Some things you don't want back. You might think you do. And some things you lost on purpose because you really didn't value it, uh, you know, and and maybe it did not have a value. And then there are things that we, we messed up on. This will help you understand some of the issues that we deal with in life. The last book is Day Seven. And this is a very important book that I'm talking about here. All of them are important, but Day Seven deals with the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, it is not one of those books that tell you he's going to come on the 13th day of this month and this year. Uh, anyone that comes up with stuff like that, run from them. Run. And I mean run fast. Because the Bible said no man knows the day or the hour. But this book takes you back throughout Genesis through Revelation to show you how the message of his coming has been presented Uh throughout the years, from generation to generation. And the thing that I'm excited about is because I've taught on Revelation a number of times, but in this writing, it is what is called a, 
a, a dummy down version of things to understand. In other words, it is not a high theological explanation as, as I, that I would give in a minister's class, but it is something that when you read, you'll be like, uh, I, I get it. And, and so uh, you're gonna want to, uh, to look at these items. They're on Amazon, they're on, if you click the link of the, um, on the podcast, or if you go to our website, connectingtruth.org and click the link there, it will take you to the link uh, in Amazon. If you click the icon, not the link, if you click the icon, it will take you to. And so this, these books are used for the support of the ministry as we are expanding uh, the work. We're expanding the work unto the Lord. And so your participation, you know, one of the things I'm very concerned about is there are many that ask for support and you receive nothing in return except a thank you or God bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. And so uh, we want to be a blessing and a way of being a blessing is to, you know, to give you um, inspiration as well as life experience. And I've been through some things and there are those that are that are sitting here and those that are listening and others that will attest what God has brought me from, you know, where I've been and what God has done in my life. And I recognize the, the ministry that God has given me um, as well to accompany that. And so it's not something that is taken lightly. And you'll find that in the context or the content of the books uh, that has been mentioned. That is the line of Bob Wire, uh, the lost but found, and the uh, and day seven, day seven. You know, six. The sixth day is uh, closing. You know, the sixth day is going to close out. And when the seven, when the sixth day closes, the seventh day will begin. And so, with that being said, we're gonna let's let's worship. Um, I want to, um, before we go into the word of God, th this song says, what a beautiful name. And the name of Jesus is a beautiful name. And you wanna get to know this name today. You wanna get to know this name today because when day six come to an end, that name for the Gentiles will also come to an end.
your Lord. What a powerful name he has. The Bible said that there is no other name under heaven whereby we must, must, must be saved. There's no greater name. When, when Mary was encountered Gabriel, he told her that, that his name should be called Jesus. His name should be called Jesus and that he would save the people from their sin, our sin. We, we've had some, you've had some sin, I had some sin. We took pleasure in the sin that was, that we were engaged in 
and then we get tired of it. You ever been tired of being tired? And you know, there's a phrase saying uh, that you don't stop doing something until you sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you know, you maybe you you were like me and tried to stop doing some things, you know, and so. You flush some things in the toilet and say that you're going to give up, you're going to quit, but you really wasn't tired of it, you know, and so you went out and bought some more and, and you continued on until. That's why I praise God. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, it is the power of God and the salvation for them that believe. And we're going to, and so we're going to go on into the word of God. We're going to go on and and talk about the power of God this morning. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, Jesus. In Psalms, Psalms, we're, we're going into the, the book of Psalms and bear that in mind, what was said. That the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to some. Some people, they, they some fools over there talking about Christ. That's because they haven't had a Christ encounter. That's because they have not met the Lord and Savior. They may have met a person. You know, I had an interesting discussion with someone about um, hypocrisy. And so some people have met hypocrisy. They didn't meet Christ. They didn't meet our Lord and Savior. They met hypocrisy. And that leaves a bitter taste in all of our mouths. But when you meet Christ, when you meet Jesus, I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to talk about Jesus. And, and he is the, the main subject of everything. You know, even when people, people that are not saved, when things, something bad happen, they, they gasp and they say, oh God, they may even say Jesus Christ. Because they know where all authority and power lies. We're acknowledging him daily, every moment. All right. Psalms 91. Psalms 91. Let's, let's go to Psalms 91. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, mighty God. Psalms 91, beginning at the first verse, it said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The second verse says, I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. And in him will I trust. The third verse says, surely, uh, no doubt in this, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noisome pestilence. The fourth verse says, he shall cover thee, gonna cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust his truth. I'm gonna trust his truth. I'm gonna trust in what he has to say. Can, can you trust in what he has to say? I'm gonna trust in what he has to say. LG company me and he's he said yes 
we're going to trust what he has to say. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because he is thy shield. His truth is your shield. His truth is your buckler. His truth is going to protect us. You ought to feel protected right now because you know the truth. I think I could stop right there and we can, we can just rejoice in that and, you know, and, and just go on. I don't even want to give a benediction. We'll just rejoice in what God has already exposed in his word. Romans 8 and 28 says, if God be for us, God before you, he's for you, he's for me. If God be for us, who, who, who can be against us? If God be for us, God's for you, for me, who can be against us? They might look like they're big and bad compared to us. I mean, it's some, uh, I, I'm, I'm not that tall. There are others that stand six feet plus some, look very intimidating. But if God be for us, who could be against us? David was not that tall. David was, his description, as they say, is he's a little ruddy fella. You know, had to clean himself up from smelling like hanging out with the sheep and taking care of, you know, the, the flock there. But when he met Goliath and his uh, prepared for him and his five brothers, uh, he took some stones with him, something that he was accustomed to using. Use what you are, what you know how to use. Use what you know how to use. Yeah, and so David didn't take the, the armory of anyone else. He took his sling and, and five smooth stones. Yeah. And he met some giant, a giant of a man, intimidating. He was intimidating because everybody else that was there on the battle refused to go out except David. There's a little man, a little man that some may have thought was an underdog. There's nothing wrong with being looked at as being the underdog. If God be for us, David felt that God was for him, that God was with him. David had a testimony. You, you have a testimony too. David said that, that I, I had to rescue a lamb from the mouth of a predator. David said that he grabbed the lion by the beard and slayed him. Another time he had to deal with a bear. David dealt with some issues. Now you haven't dealt with no wild, at least nothing that I'm aware of, no wild animals. You may have dealt with some wild people that acted like animals. Yeah, some people, listen. David felt God was with him. Do you feel God is with you this morning? And he said, uh, who could be against us? God be with us. I want to drive that point home. 
if God is with us, who could be against us? I know that he's with me, so it's not a questionable, it's not an if. I, I've went past the if. And, you know, there comes a time there where, where it, that you may say, if God has called me, if God is, if God, and you may have put that uh, as a uh, prefix to the statement because of what you were not seeing or what you were dealing with. There comes a time that you know within your Noah that God is with you and that no one can stand against you. They might mean to do you harm. I believe that's what uh, what Joseph said. You, you meant to do me harm, but God used it for my good. And so there are some things that that is meant to harm you purposely. They know what they're saying, what they're doing is going to impact you emotionally, going to impact your mental, going to do something to you. They are pushing buttons. Holy Ghost, thank you, Jesus. They're trying to trigger a chain of events. And God used it for your good. Proverbs 18 and 10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's why we call upon the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ our King. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. What is it? It's a strong tower. It's a strong tower. The righteous, everybody came running to it. The righteous run into it. There's a, an awareness that we have of the name of the Lord and we run into it and is safe, safe. We're talking about a safe place this morning, a safe place. What do you feel is a safe place? Maybe this morning or prior to hearing this, you, you felt that money was a safe place. Well, money can get you some little, little safety, it can get you a few bodyguards, you know, uh, have some people um, strolling along with you, you, you and your entourage, you know, protecting you. You may think safe or safe place is the person next to you. The person next to you make you feel safe and secure. That you may feel it's your place of employment, your place of employment that make you feel safe and secure. I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I just name those few things, but I, and I'm not going to talk about the pacifier because, you know, we have pacifiers that make us feel safe and secure. Lino, I'm aging myself here, but some of you are aware too. Lino had his blanket. Linus? Okay, well, Linus, Lionel, the peanut character had his blanket. And he also had a thumb. So he didn't just have his blanket, he had a thumb. And from what I saw, the name of his blanket was uh, secure or secured in happiness. And some might say we called it a security blanket. And, you know, you, you find out there's nothing wrong with a, 
security blanket. It, it make you feel safe. Make you feel safe. Uh, uh, infants. You know, we wrap infants in a burrito shell. We take the blanket. There's a certain way that you fold it and you wrap that child up so they feel nug, snug and secure. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> My God. Make you feel safe. That you want to know that God wants you to know that you are safe in him. He know how to wrap you up. He know how to make you feel uh, burrito-fied, safe and secure. He is our security and our happiness. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So when you curl up with that blanket and you think about uh, what you're dealing with, uh, know that he is stronger than that blanket. Know that he is stronger than the pacifier. Now, it's all right to feel comfortable, you know. It's all right to feel held. Is that, is that right? It's all right to feel held, you, you know. I like to be held. And, and so, uh, and, and uh, see there, I done confess something, and, and the rest of you going to confess it too. You like to be held sometime. And, and then there are others that, that don't, don't really, you know, want to be held you know, and, and so at least that's what they tell you. But but the bottom line is that we all like attention and, and God is giving us his undivided attention. Uh, my grandson, LG, he, he likes to be held. He likes to be snuggled. Mm -hmm. He's shaking his head. <laughs> you know, wants to crowd right next to you and watching TV, be right all up on me. And I like I, my arm can't breathe. Move over. <laughs> He liked to be right up, but that's his, his love language too. You know, I, I like talking about that, but we're not gonna spend time with that, but God has his love language and everyone has a love language that, and we should recognize that, not ignore it. Everyone has a love language. And so, uh, and so he likes to cry right next to you and, and know that, that he has your attention. You have God's attention this morning and you ought to, um, you know, you ought to snuggle right next to him. And yes, he's not going to tell you, let my arm breathe and nothing like he's go. He told the disciples, he said, let the children, suffer the children to come to me. Let them come. The book of Psalms is a, or contains songs and prayers and testimonies and, and confessions and, and uh, testimonials. The Bible tells us there in that first verse, uh, it gives us one of the testimonials. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, it sounds like this person has some experience, God, which is what we were talking about earlier. You know, uh, for those, those that have experience, you have some experience with God. But he's writing about it, which is the same thing that, that I've done. I've written about the experiences that I've had with God. Some of the experiences are, you know, when we look at some things that we deal with and are not may not have been exciting, but it was an experience that we learn from. And then there are other times that, you know, God can do something, scare the hell out of you. I'll shake you up. 
stir you up. And if you've never had that experience, uh, you know, if you ain't never thought about hell itself, yes, hell is real. And for those that think that hell is not real, you know, then I'd like to remind you to look at the Mount St. Helen. Look at what just went on in Hawaii to tell those people that that volcano is not real and that molten lava that was coming forth and the hot rocks and ash that was shooting up, that that wasn't real. Hell is real. It's as real as those things that I just mentioned. This person has some experience with God. He talked about a continual state of being. He that dwelleth. He that dwelleth. Are you dwelling in the secret place of the most high? It's not uh, something that you would say, I used to go to church. I used to be in that secret place. But, you know, I, I and so you come up with it. But he that dwelleth, uh, there is a continual abiding there. And, and so uh, it is now he that dwelleth in my your testimony is that that is my permanent address. And if I ask you your address, you're going to tell me where you physically live. If I ask you the address of your spiritual residence, it, it should be Psalms 91. Psalms 91. What's your address? Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall uh, abide under the shadow of the almighty. The owner of this residence, of this address is not Bank of America. It's not Wells Fargo. It's not Chase Bank. But it is the most high. He owns the secret place. The secret place was designed, you know, when the architecture of the secret place uh, was designed with you in mind. It was designed with you in mind. It was designed with me in mind. It has a special awning. You know, it has a special awning uh, that is known as the shadow of the Almighty. This special awning, shadow, meaning that I can go and relax there. Sometimes you need to just stop and relax your mind. Stop and relax your spirit. Put your feet up. Chill for a moment. It's a safe place. You're protected from all the elements that would otherwise irritate you. While you're, uh, you can talk to him about it. You know, sometimes we, we need to verbalize and we need to get things out of our system. And so, you know, we talk, we talk about it. Sometimes there's no one to talk to. And so the Bible said that Mary pondered these things in her heart, you know, things that when she experienced with the Lord, she she pondered them in her heart. And sometimes we're pondering some things and, and then there are times that we need to get them out. And sometimes you need to just talk about it. Just open your mouth up and begin to talk about it out loud. And no one has to see your, your company and who's there with you uh, hearing it. Uh, no, 
No, the Bible said, humble yourselves. First Peter five says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And he says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cared for you. You cast all your cares on him. Well, while I'm casting my cares upon him, no one sees that. No one sees it. Nope. You, you don't see it. You don't even hear it. But it's being done. Or maybe I might be driving down the street and audibly talking out loud. Some may think, oh, he's on his phone. No, I'm not on the phone. But I'm talking to the Lord. And I'm talking out loud. There's nothing wrong with that. You've probably done it and just didn't admit to it. But listen, the Bible tells us in that second verse, it said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him will I trust because I know him and I know his hospitality. I can tell you this, that he is my sanctuary. This is what, he's my sanctuary. Not only am I coming here in the physical building to worship the Lord that has been consecrated, that has been dedicated unto him. But I know that I'm in him and he's in me. He is my sanctuary. He's my retreat. He is my safe haven. He's a shelter in the time of storm. Not only that, but he's my fortress. My fortress. We can place our confidence in him. We can place our confidence in him because he is a stronghold. There's nothing you can do to break him down. You might break me down physically, but there's nothing you can do to break him down. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus, the most powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. You can't break his name down. You can't stop him from bulldozing through the situation, creating a trench, creating a barrier, creating whatever he wants to create because the Bible said when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God will lift up a standard. He's my fortress. I got confidence in him. When this flesh try, and your flesh will try to make you doubt him, your spirit man will make you, will, will remind you that he is stronger than your flesh. He is stronger than the flesh of the individual that you may be dealing with. He is stronger than the spirit of anyone, Lucifer and all than the one third that was cast that went that followed. He's stronger because those are anointed cherubs. Those are anointed Beings that God created in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, they were pre-existing that creation. They were all created by him. They are not God's equal with God. The Bible said when the sons of God came together, when they came together, that they uh, that 
Satan was there asking about Job. Mighty God, bless you, Lord. He was there asking about Job. And so he needed permission. So next time you're dealing with something, know that he went and got permission. He had to get permission because God already gave an order and said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So there's a time that permission may be given. Consideration may be of you. But know this, that he is that you can have confidence in him. You can have confidence in him and his ability. His ability is not like my ability. It's not like your ability. It supersedes everything. He said that my God, he's my God. He is a God that I don't carry around. There are people that, that have these images and they, they carry these things around with them or they, in order to move that, that Buddhist statue, you got to pick it up and carry it to where you want to take it to, 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 to remove that, that Hindu uh, image. You got to pick it up and carry it someplace. You know, and, and feng shui, you got to move everything a certain way. But with God, sovereign God, he's sovereign. It, it's not, listen, he blew breath into the body of them that are carrying around false images. And they became a, that, that dirt, he stimulated the moisture of that dirt and it was troubled and became a living organism. All the characteristics were, were placed in that body that was had been placed in that pile of dirt was stimulated and the lungs flexed, went into motion and growth began with the intention that we should help and inspire everything else to grow. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and so you can trust him. You can trust God. You can trust God. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him throughout this day. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not here. I'm going to trust him throughout this day. It don't matter what, what goes on. It don't matter what I see. It don't matter what I get, what I don't have, what I don't get, what I'm thinking. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust him. Third verse says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. These night terrors. God's able to deliver you from night terrors. If you've ever woke up in the middle of the night uh, feeling stagnant, feeling paralyzed because of some type of terror, God's able to deliver you from that. Bad dreams, he's able to, he knows how to handle the bad dreams. He knows how to eat, uh, what to do to help you in that. Demonic activity, oh yeah. When Jesus and, and listen, for those that that need healing, let me let me recommend you get into the book of Mark, and you may have read it once, read it again. You may have listened to it three times, listen to it again, because Jesus Mark focuses on the healing of people that have disease, people that have had demon oppression and demon possession. The book of Mark deals with that. The book of Mark talks about how God delivers. God, he is a deliverer. 
That's why it's so important to stay in his presence. Saints, friends, ministers. Demon activity is real. Now, someone that might refer to it as mental health, I'm not talking about, and God knows how to deal with the chemically imbalanced men of the body too. But I'm specifically talking about demonic activity because everybody that's dealing with a mental health issue is not, some of them are dealing with demonic activity. When they found the man who was in the, had been in the graveyard, they chained him up, they broke in the chains and, and you know, nobody could restrain him. When Jesus got out the boat, he ran to him, fell down and worshiped him. When they looked again, jumping forward, he was sitting there talking to Jesus in his right mind. God knows how to deal with demonic activity. When the enemy tries to use you as a prey, Fowler, snare the fowler and someone that that is praying after you. God will be there. When plagues, deadly pandemics and other man-made chemicals are loosed, uh, when they release germ warfare, they wouldn't do that in America. You better stop and go back and look at your history where where they did experiments on humans, where they injected them with syphilis and other things, and we're not going to stay there. God will keep you safe. He'll keep you safe. When we look at the reality, when we look at history, when we look at things the way they are and stop trying to have a, well, you know, they wouldn't do that, you know, it's, and, and paint an image of something that's not real in our mind, it's frightening. It's frightening to think about what man will do. The Bible said that God has an ought against them that create wicked devices. You'll find that in the book of Psalm. So if somebody is creating something wicked, germ warfare, chemical warfare, different things that have been released purposely. Oh, it's an accident. You keep thinking it's an accident. Now, listen, listen, I'm just saying you need to stop and deal with the reality of where you are and where you're going. Let's follow Jesus and what he is saying. The Bible said that from the noisome pestilence. So there are some, where are these noisome pestilence coming from? Where are they being released from? What's happening? Oh, bless you, Lord. We'll spend time with that later. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge, strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. Therefore, we'll, uh, we'll not be, uh, we're not going to fear, though the earth be moved, though the heavens be moved into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled through the mountain, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Salah. God is our refuge. And he is our strength. First, uh, second Corinthians five uh, says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, uh, hold on. We have a building of God that you won't be able to complete that in time. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. For we know that if our earthly house now, if now see, we focus on the fact that I want to live forever. I want to live to be 125 years old. By the time you reach that, you're probably begging to live here because of the, uh, the deterioration of the body in, in so many ways that have occurred because of time. You know, it's not like it was when uh, Caleb said, I, I'm able to take this mountain down 80 years old and I'm able to take this mountain. And so he, him and as him and Joshua was talking, he said, I'm able to take that mountain and my vision is the same. I'm just as strong as I was then when the promise was made to me. I don't hear 80 year olds talking like that. I'm not saying that they don't, but we live in a different time. And so I'm withholding something right now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we live in a different time. But if this this earthly house, if this early earthly house of this tabernacle should dissolve, if there's something that now remember, the, the dissolving of the body is not the dissolving of the spirit. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we grow. Within your spirit, you're saying, Lord, I'm, come get me. Within your spirit, you're saying, Lord, I, I want to be saved. I want to be where you are. Your flesh is saying, um, I think you're talking a little too fast there. You know, and your flesh be like, nah, I don't think you want to make that step out of time into eternity right now. And, you know, because as we were discussing, um, we don't know what's on the other side, but we know what the word of God tell us. For in this we grow, our desires to be with the Lord, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon within his house. So within the safe place, within the house that God has prepared. Now, I won't say there's a dresser with something in it for us, but there's some new clothing there. There's some clothing. Desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Not going to be found naked. Not going to be ashamed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop. If God be for us, who could be against us? God is for us. He's for us. God is for you. And there's nothing that anyone can do. I believe the Bible said, though the gates of hell should come, they, they won't prevail. There's nothing that can prevail again. You are, the saints of God are in a win-win situation. Whether we exist here, we're winning, and when we leave, we're winning. We're in a win-win. We're in a win-win situation. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. 
We thank you for how you have blessed us throughout this day, how you have kept us. Lord, and I, I pray and ask, Lord, that you would bless those that are that are listening. Lord Jesus, bless your people, Lord. Get their mind and heart stirred upon you, Lord God, as they apply your word daily, every moment in the day. Lord God, we thank you, Savior. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would continue to watch over us as we are, are working for your purpose to as we're expanding. Lord God, and those that are supporting the ministry, Lord God, through the purchasing of the uh, inspirational, the books that have been written, Lord God, we ask that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, Lord, and manifest yourself even more into them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we're going to be careful to give your name the praise. We're going to be careful to give you the glory in Jesus' name. Lord God, and we pray and ask that you remember the saints. Remember, Lord God. Sister Amos, Lord Jesus, the Lord God, family that are grieving right now because of the loss of loved ones. We pray and ask that you remember them, Lord God, as we are thinking about them as well. Lord Jesus, to comfort their hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's continue to, to pray for the saints. You know, I can I can only imagine, you know, Mother Wilson. Uh, one of our the pillars in the church has gone on to be with the Lord, you know, and one thing that we can all testify that when service start started, you knew where to find her at. You know exactly where she would be at. And if you did not see her, something was wrong because she was always there. She was always there. The only thing I know about this woman life in, the, in over the 30 years that I've known her that she was saved. God delivered her from a rough time and she never turned her back on him. I want that kind of testimony. The testimony of, well, I backslid and God brought me back. That's not, no, that's not the greatest testimony. The greatest testimony is that he's able to keep you from falling and prevent you and present you faultless in his presence with exceeding joy. That's the testimony that we're looking for. Not all that old foolish stuff that, well, listen, she's gone on to be with the Lord. And I can only imagine that the church that we grew up in where she was attending, um, you know, right now is, is, you know, feeling that effect. And so as we end this, uh, this particular message, I want to play a song that only this mother could sing. Only she could sing. And it's a song by Bishop Paul Morton let it rain. She sung this song so much and how she sung it. No one else could sing it in place of her because of the way she sang it and how we enjoyed it. Listen, before this, if you're looking for a church home, you're looking for growth and ministry, we want to invite you to join in with us, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. If you have not been baptized in Jesus name for a remission of sin, uh, you want to be baptized. And someone said that baptism is for a celebration to say that you have accepted Christ. No, it's not. That's not what the scripture says. That's not what the word of God says. We are a Bible believing church. And even though someone might say, well, I believe the Bible too. And this is what we teach. No. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that John came preaching baptism for remission of sin. That's what baptism is for. 
Jesus said to go out and to uh, that remission of sin and, and Baptist should be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem. And so on the day of Pentecost, you see that occurring. They did not make a mistake baptizing in Jesus' name. They understood what the name of the Father was. They understood the name of the Son. They understood the name of the Holy Ghost. And so you'll never find any place in the scripture where they baptize any other way but in Jesus' name. Cornelius' house was baptized. Paul was baptized in Jesus' name. They were baptizing in Jesus' name. And that's why we baptize in Jesus' name. And the Bible is clear. It's for remission of sin. So if your sins have not been remitted in Jesus' name, you're going to want that. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, you need it. It is the seal of redemption. And without it, you will not be caught up. All right. We'll come back to that another day. Lord, say the same. Join with us on Wednesday as we go continue on in Genesis. Right now, let's hear some of Bishop Paul Morton. And this was a song that, that Mother Wilson favored and sung, and we all enjoyed her singing it. God bless you. Get into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see His presence. I'm in His presence. While I'm there thanking Him, I know that I have a right. Whatever I need, He will supply. I believe tonight somebody just wants Him to open up the windows of heaven for you. Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight. He's doing it right now.
Mother Wilson, we salute you. She's in a safe place.